Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Bread We Break podcast. Welcome here, everyone, to the second ever Bird or Break podcast. Number two. Woo-hoo. Yep. We are excited to be here. My name is Nick. I'm Lacey. Uh, I'm Alex. Um, and yeah, we're going to be talking about some things today. So how are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, great. <laughs> the vibe Feeling is right. Good. It's a sunny day. I read something interesting this week, um, and it's that on a trial basis, Spain is transitioning to the four-day work week. That sounds like heaven. That sounds amazing. So literally long weekend every... Yeah, I don't know if they're like... I don't... It's so hard for me to wrap my brain around it that I can't even understand what a Friday would look like. I'm like, so are they like, is Friday now a weekend day? I guess so. Or is like Monday now a weekend day? Which is another conversation. Or maybe they're going to pick what day they take off. Maybe they can just take whatever day they want. I don't know. But the article that I was reading says that the Spanish government um, noticed decreases in productivity, obviously, over the yeah. pandemic. Interesting. And so it's an attempt for them to increase productivity by creating space for people to be at like, at home in their rest. own yeah. and rest. Well, that yeah. makes sense. And I think we've seen evidence for that over the past yeah. number of years. But it's interesting that there's finally like um, a country, a country like mm-hmm. pushing towards that. But I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Four-day work week. Sounds heaven. I'm curious if they'll be like, you know, it's like, it's Friday. It's going to be like, it's Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's or, right. All the, think about the, yeah, the impact on Thursday, cultural music. Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Got to get down on Thursday. Seriously. That is so interesting to think of. I think from like, as a teacher, like, I think that's awesome. Like, be, like it would mean that like, I would, be working longer days like they would make up that time in like your start and end time i think right. like in your work day so, so like, it's still a 40 hour work mm-hmm. week but like yeah. i think like kids like kids would love being able to go to school for four days and have a three-day weekend like and i think kids would would totally stay later and do more work in those four days knowing that they got that friday like oh my gosh yeah i know it, it's so interesting because i guess they said it's a trial basis but i'm curious to know if they were to do um like six six hour days if that if you'd see a difference which way the productivity would so go. if you right. added a day yeah if you added, added a, day, a day but you made a work day six hours right. instead of eight hours so it's oh. like a right now we have five eight hour work days yeah that's true so instead of going to four ten hour work days you go to six six hour work days because i think oh, that would you only get one day off <laughs> yeah you only get one day off but <laughs> i think that would actually it. model more of a biblical model of work Right, like I guess we always so. say, like you know, God created the world in yeah. six days, and on the seventh day he rested, and then humanity is like, well, we'll take five, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now we're like all we're into the crazy. yeah. But let's <laughs> yeah. be fair, like how many people actually take a, like a full weekend off? Like right. on a Saturday, you're doing housework, like housework. you're still doing yeah. work, right? That's right. Like if you're if we're really gonna do it the like the the Jewish way, then like you ain't you ain't leaving your house. Yes. Like you can only walk certain distance away from your home. Yeah. You can't cook. You got to prepare the food to like the day before. Like, yes. man, you like it's like it's so rigid if we're doing it that way, right? Yeah. Yeah, but like I remember growing up, like Saturday for us around the around the house was work day. Like mm-hmm. my dad would wake us up at eight o'clock and he'd be like, "Get outside, we're cutting the grass," and we'd be like, "Ah!" 
Yeah. I literally remember telling my parents, I hate Saturday. Oh, <laughs> no. Because uh, Saturday was like another day of work. Yeah. So I guess in that sense it is, but maybe people in Spain will be doing their chores on Friday. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Friday now and becomes they get a, two days a home of day. Bliss. Yeah. This poses an interesting question, though, because over the year in Manitoba, we have some long weekends that fall on a Monday and some that fall on a Friday. Yeah. And I, I love the question, which long weekend is, is better, better, the Friday or the Monday? Oh, Monday. Monday? I, I love the Monday ones because it's just so nice. You're like, ooh, ooh, there's, ooh, there's an extra... What? <laughs> like, I can stay up late on Sunday? It does. What? It does. Yeah, totally. Catches you off guard. Mm -hmm. I think the nice thing about a Monday is People that- I love Fridays. You love Fridays? People already love Fridays. Yeah. So they're already excited that it's Friday. It's easier to work on a Friday. Yeah. It's like, yeah, so the Monday off is better, in mm -hmm. my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like, like, like pre-COVID, like Sundays are always just so busy, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have to wake up early if you're serving at church and you have to be there super early. And then, Bread break meeting. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Like Sundays, <laughs> like, yeah. Like Sundays just always full of things, right? And then you, maybe you'll have like a family dinner. Like there's just lots of socializing. So like you just like Sunday's really not that restful, at right. least in my opinion. So like having that Monday off is just like, ooh, I actually... Let's go get brunch. Yeah, let's like, let's like go to Stella's. Let's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, let's like sit on our deck and have oh, some yeah. coffee. Like, what are we going to do today? I don't know. Yeah. Coffee. Coffee. <laughs> yeah. There. yeah, I think I agree with you, Lacey, in saying Fridays are already great. Yeah. yeah. Arguably the second best day of the week. It's true. Other than... Saturday. Saturday is the best day. Okay. But not for you as a child. Well, yeah, you we hated Saturdays. That's right. But, but has yeah. God refined that? <laughs> but for me that right now, I love Saturdays. <laughs> Saturdays I wake up and I'm like, time to cut the grass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at now how you it's are your circle. father. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like father, like son. Um, yeah. But uh, I also, but I feel like when the Monday is the day off, it's like, I feel like there's two, I feel Sundays for me, I feel like super, after church, it's like, I feel sluggish. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, kind of like, oh, I'm tired and I'm like, oh, Monday's tomorrow. And then I feel the same way on Monday. So if it's a long weekend. Oh, so really? on the Monday, I feel the same kind of like sluggish Sunday. Oh. But when the the holidays on the Friday, I feel like there's two Saturdays. Yeah. Mm. So then I like I can like do all the grass and clean the house on Friday. And then Saturday, it's just part straight party name. Vacay mode. <laughs> Vacay mode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bring out the Hawaiian shirt. Ew, no. <laughs> Come on. Hillsong Young and Free Vibes. Yes. Okay, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not like, uh, like Not a 50 sunburned first dad in Hawaii. Not grandpa in Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. Well, it'll be interesting if they enact that and they're like, this is terrible. Businesses are like, this sucks. Four-day work week is bad. And then the government trying to walk that back oh, to five. They, like, how are they going to walk that back? Yeah, there's well, no such thing as a trial basis, right? Trial, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Everybody's going to be on their best behavior for that yeah. <laughs> until the trial. Then they'll, yeah, yeah. slack off And again. in a quote-unquote indefinite trial basis. I think oh. I think people will be healthier. I think people yeah. will take less six days. Probably. Like, I think because the, there'll be more, more time for resting. Yeah. On to the next portion of the podcast is where we are going to be interviewing someone. Mm. This podcast is Nick. Woohoo! Nicky! Woo My beloved husband. My betrothed. The bearded <laughs> one. 
the bearded one. Yeah. He's got quite the look. Quite, quite the beard, quite the curly locks. I'm going for it, man. I, I've never gone a full year without cutting my hair. So it's been six It's been six months. months. Are you gonna do the full year? Yeah. Oh, so I want that's I don't know, it's like a bucket list thing. The yeah, other, like just like it. another thing on my bucket list, total side note. Pizza off a street vendor in New York. Come on. Oh yeah. That's a vibe. Oh, anyway. we should talk about bucket lists. Yeah. <laughs> another time. That's another time. podcast. Broadway show. Oh my yeah. gosh. You've never we, seen a Broadway show? No. <gasps> what? I would probably quit my life and oh join it right my. away. <laughs> okay, this is... Lacey's dream is that somebody in the performing the show, they're like, stop the show. <laughs> that Lacey, girl right there. <laughs> that girl right there has an unforeseen amount of talent. Imagine you, like, like that happening at Hamilton. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I could barf. I'm going to barf. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Back to my hair. Back to Nick's hair. Back to Nick. I'm growing it out. It's going good. And I also, so I haven't cut my hair in six months and my beard is four months. Yeah, so, beard to beard. But beard's got to go. Beard's no. Gotta, no, it just, going. just, just, uh, just freshen trimming. it up. Yeah. 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 Freshen it up. You heard it here TLC. first. I now have accountability from all of the internet you for do. my beard, uh, beard kept-ness. But yeah. So I guess time for me to, time for yeah, me to share. Share away, so. Nick. Sweet. Yeah, so... I was actually, I, we mentioned this on the last podcast, but I was born in Regina, and there's quite a story connected to that, and I thought maybe for this um, podcast, I should share it, because it is a good, um, I guess, foundation for the rest of, my, rest of my story as far as identifying who I am and how I um, look at different situations and make decisions and stuff. But I guess to just in, in summary, I'm very independent. And so I, uh, a, na- a very natural struggle for me is to receive help. I don't want help. I want to do it on my own. I can do it. And, and um, it, I guess the root of that would be um, some sort of pride. But um, I'm very independent. I'm very determined. I'm very, I'm a, I'm a big dreamer. I have lots of big dreams. And all of those things, you'll see how they, those types of qualities in myself wrap, in, wrap into my story. But yeah, I was born in Regina, grew up in Manitoba. My mom and dad moved to Regina for six months um, because my mom couldn't get into U of M or U of W for social work. Which is crazy. Which is crazy because she was a straight A student. She had great, yeah, great grades. So she got into uh, U of R, like University of Regina. And then once she did a semester there, she just transferred to U of M. And so I was born there when my parents were in their early 20s and just married. But I had complications when I was born. I have on my left lung, um, I have half a lung and I have a hole in my diaphragm as well as an enlarged heart. And all of those things. Really? Did you not know this, I Alex? had no idea. Okay. I love when he tells this because it's a lot of people don't know. Well, like, when are you going to share that? Yeah. They're like, hey, how are Hi, you? I'm, I'm like, Nick. I'm good. I have a hole in my lung. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I have a really big heart. <laughs> super yeah. casual. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So, I had a very complicated birth. I had a small percentage chance of, of making it. Wow. Um, and 10%, right? Yeah. It was 10 or 20%. Did they know that like you were like, yeah. Like like while you were in the womb. So here's the crazy part. Yeah. Yeah. They know, but the doctor in Manitoba who had been doing, so right when I came out, right when I was born, um, I had to go straight into operations. So they put masks on me and they, I have a huge cut across my side, all these markings on on my chest. I was three days old. But they put a ventilator on me immediately when I was born because I, I couldn't take my own breaths or my lungs would collapse. And um, so they were operating on me. from. And what they did was they obviously 
had to rearrange all of my, my guts. So they put my heart back and my lung was already squished. So my left lung functions at half capacity uh, for my whole life. It's been oh, that wow. way. Um, and then I have a hole in my diaphragm. And when the doctor was putting me back together, he had to oh. like take my appendix out. So I already don't have an appendix. They just took it. Yeah, they just took it. So it'll I never mean, burst. It'll never burst. <laughs> All you suckers out there with appendis, appendices, appendixes. appendicitis. <laughs> yeah, if you get, I'll never get appendicitis. But I also can't go to space. Right. Oh, well, they're or take vice that off versa. Your bucket list. You ha- no, you can't have an appendix to go to space. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's right. So you can. If can't, you want to go to space, you, you have to have your appendix. You, removed. you have to have your appendix removed. Yeah. So <laughs> suck on that. Forget about a yeah. vaccine to <laughs> travel. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Get it, your, you, know, you have to have your, your appendix removed to travel. <laughs> yeah, interstellar travel. <laughs> travel of the future is appendix list. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Crazy. Anyway, so, um, but the doctor in Manitoba who had been doing my surgery had allowed several children to die over that over that period. And so the doctor, my my mom and dad see the doctor at, in Regina as a godsend. Yeah. Um. He was he was great and um. And he had had a lot of success. And I he think, had a lot of success with this specific thing. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, um, and right from the get go, I have Christian grandparents on, on both sides, and mm-hmm. they're obviously very involved in praying for me. And so um, from day one, I always had this like sense that there was like a higher purpose for me, or like yeah. God had something so powerful. And so like my grandparents would always say, "Oh, Nick is such an amazing leader. He he's got such a powerful powerful story. You know, like." Man, if God wanted him to be on this earth, there's there's nothing that could stop him. And and there are times where that has been a, a motivating reminder. Mm. Um, but there are also have been times where that had the it's been crippling amounts of pressure. Mm. Um, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah, so here I am. I, I'm very thankful to be alive. But uh, yeah, wow, Nick, I never knew that. That's yeah, crazy. and it's like I so. Do you struggle with asthma? Yeah, so that's how they treated it. So I have like. If I need to, I have a inhaler and stuff. But so for clarification, yeah, you have one full lung on my right ha- hand side, yeah, and that one works fine. Yep, yeah. The other one, and the other one is there, but only works at half capacity. It's like he That's has right. three quarters lungs. So like, did they take yeah. out half that lung then? No, they didn't take it out. It's still there. It's just it just shriveled up. Oh, it just never developed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because my heart's so big. Hey, got a lot of love to give. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Pump, pump. Pump pump. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna make a shirt for you that has a big heart and it's gonna say pump pump. <laughs> oh no. And then you have to wear it every day. <laughs> um Yeah. So yeah, I played a lot of sports as a kid and I play a lot of sports now, but that and I love being active and playing sports, but it was mostly in a reaction for um the doctors to say we need to have him gaining natural lung strength. So it's not like we can just give him a steroid for him to have lung growth. Mm. And um but to this day, I've never, quote unquote, had a full breath. The same level of breath that you guys have had, I've, I've never had that. So that'll that'll happen in heaven, and I'm very excited for it. But um, for now, I will still kick your butt at any sport that we need to <laughs> uh, with half a lung. <laughs> um, but yeah, growing up for me was, uh, I grew up in LaSalle, and I grew up in a Christian home. People always say a conservative Christian home. But I I don't like the was it affiliation. a Christian home? Yeah, I don't like the affiliation <laughs> with a political thing. So I always yeah right. So I always say traditional Christian home. Nice right. So or like just a Christian home. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not like it was a yeah. 
Um, Again with the labels. And, and it was great. Like I, I loved every minute of my childhood. I have two younger brothers and we grew up outside the city. So we would go roll around in the mud and we would get dirty and my We'd try to come back in the house and my dad would take us back outside and spray us down with a hose before we could yeah. go in. And <laughs> yeah, it was what I pictured as to be what I thought was a normal childhood and um, a childhood that I hope to provide for, for my children as well. And it was, it was great. And I still, to this day, like I would say that my brothers are my best friends. Like each of them are, we're still very involved with each other's lives and, so I went to school there in LaSalle, and then um, for high school, I went to Sanford Collegiate. I don't know. You guys know where that is? Yeah. No. You don't know where Sanford is? You literally teach in Grunthal. <laughs> is that Sanford like is like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Southwest of Winnipeg, down the two. Oh, well, I teach stuff Down the east, three? So I would not down know. Down the three. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. That's cool. Anyway, I went there for grade nine, and high school for me was challenging for sure like i i hated it <laughs> maybe challenging is too light of a light of a word but i hated high school it was like the kids were like into drinking and sex like starting in grade 8 and i was like not that i had like make any made any particular stance due to my christianity but i didn't like that and i yeah. thought that that was wrong and so I d they'd be like, Nick, why aren't you coming to the party on Friday? I'm like, I literally don't care. Like, <laughs> and so I That's never. It's a blessing of your independence. And yeah, that, and that for me is my independence because I I, I didn't want to follow. Like, it didn't matter to me that everyone was doing it. I'm like, I still don't care. Like, yeah. I'll make my decision. Um, but it was like it was rough. It was, high school was rough. I didn't have a lot of friends, and there was quite a bit of bullying. It wasn't like bullying one particular person. We'd all kind of pick on each other, but yeah. If I didn't play sports, like that, that could have been a very, I could have been much more of an isolated individual. But yeah, like I played basketball and baseball and hockey and stuff. So it was all like I was just kind of one of the one of the guys. I just didn't drink and have sex, um, but I still hated it. So my, I remember sitting down with my parents saying, and I, my grade started to slip because I didn't care. And I remember sitting down <laughs> with my parents. And I was like, I hate school. Like I hate it. And they were like, okay, well, what can we, what can we do to support you, to help you, um, like to encourage you to try your grades or whatever? And I was like, I don't know. And so they were like, well, we want to try changing schools for you. What do you think about that? And I was like, yeah, I'll think about it. And then I came back like the next day. I was like, yeah, let, let's do it. And so they, so we looked at uh, Linden Christian and at MCI. And I was like, I don't want to go to MCI because <laughs> it's like a boarding school out in like Southern Manitoba. And oh, I was yeah. like, right. I'm not into that. I'm such it's a homebody. It's so nice though. It's a very nice school. Oh. Yeah. I just, I'm such a homebody. You have to live on campus and I'm not into that. I want to be like home. Like, right. I don't know. That's just the way I'm wired. So then I started going to LCS and that was like huge for me. It, mm. I, I would say LCS completely changed my life. Wow. Wow. Um, in the sense where I began to see Christianity not as like a weird outsider thing that I was like, oh man, like being a Christian sucks. Yeah. I began, it began to shift for me into like, this is something that can be cool. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't have to be this like, like I, I thought I was going to have to like marry one of the girls from like the youth group in LaSalle and like, <laughs> right. I was like, there's only four girls. Like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> like, oh no. 
And so it, it just really opened my <laughs> eyes up to how big, I guess, God is. I, I don't know. It was life-changing for me, though. Um, and I, and I, lo- I still, to this day, love LCS and its community, but it's, yeah. it's very different now. Um, but Cue the LCS ad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not a funny. sponsor. When <laughs> yeah. did you graduate? 2011. Okay. Nice. 10 years. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I went there for grade 10, 11, 12. And then when I graduated, I was still, um, not that my grades got like any crazy better from like going to a Christian school, but it was definitely culturally a huge thing for me. I started to get friends and mm-hmm. um, became more alive in, in I guess, like who who I am, much more confident, those types of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember graduating high school and that was hard for me because I had finally landed in a place where I like started to understand and connect with the world that I was in. And so graduating was was leaving that kind of world or like people say bubble. I, I wouldn't have said bubble, but hmm. yeah. So I was like, I really struggled. I'm like, I don't really know um, who I, like what I want to be. P- some people are so ambitious when they're when they're straight out of, yeah, high school. They like got all these plans, and I'm yeah. not a planner. I'm more like fly by the seat of your pants. Yes, I can attest. Well, <laughs> it's so funny because at the same time, between the two of us, like I'm the planner. Yeah, I'm even more. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. I, so like, I, I like having a plan for the day, but it's not like I yeah. have this like grand scheme of life until now. I've kind of grown in that way, but yeah. And so I, I worked at a factory. <laughs> I t- my dad's like, well, if you're not going to university, you need to um, get a job and I'm going to charge you some rent. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> and so, uh, like, it wasn't real rent. It was, like, rent. Like, I would have to give him, I gave him $200 a month. And oh, he good, would actually. save that. And I got to use it towards going to YWAM. Yeah, he saved it. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, So, it was actually my dad's idea because I remember sitting down with him kind of a couple months into uh, working at this factory job. I was building tractors. And um, I was like, so like, is this it, dad? Like, is this what life is like? I'm 18. <laughs> and he was like, you should go to Bible school. Like, I, I think that you have um, a gifting and a skill set that could thrive in a ministry capacity. Mm. And I was like, oh yeah, you're probably right, but I do not want to be a pastor. I, mm. I like, I see, I've seen pastor's kids mm. and the pressures of that and, and I, and even as an 18-year-old, I foresaw I don't want to have to battle that my whole life. Like, yeah. That's so crazy that you thought that way even then. That's just the way, way yep. it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, I, and I didn't want the pressures of, of professional Christianity, so, mm-hmm. so to speak. That's a good way to put it. And, um, but that doesn't neglect a natural skill set as well. So my dad suggested YWAM, and so I looked at, at YWAM and it seemed like a good fit because it was so short term and if I didn't like it it's not like I had Nashville it's not like I had committed to like a degree or anything like that and so yeah we went there and again that was a life changing experience met Lacey there the love of my life was it love at first sight? no definitely not we both had relationships yeah that's right other relationships relationships. really? yeah when we went Week four relationships week at YWAM. <laughs> yeah. You're and like everybody breaks up with their significant others <laughs> that they true. go in with. It's that's so funny. So but yeah. So for, as far as spiritually, I, I kinda wanna go back and, and walk through um spiritually what got me to the place uh, of y, at YWAM. And 
for me, God growing up was always like, I remember Alex, you said when you were sharing your testimony um, on the other podcast, the um, like you thought everyone was a Christian mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's an element to that. And part of me still thinks every old person's a Christian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you guys get true. that sometimes? Totally. Uh, really? Lacey? Yeah. If Alex? I see the sweet so, little old grandma, I'm like, like oh, you love the Lord. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you've lived so much life. Of course yeah. you love the Lord. You've seen yeah. things. You've come yeah. to conclude that Jesus Christ is the way. <laughs> yeah. Because of your age old wisdom. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So great. So I would like, I volunteered in VBS and like, I was very involved in church, but um, there's like a different, it's so funny. I feel like even now, every every couple of years, it's like you you if you were to look back at your life five years ago and, and say, did I know God then? You'd be like, no way. The mm-hmm. way I know God now is real Christianity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you go back 10 years, then you're like, I didn't know God then at all yeah. because of the way I know him now is so much more layered, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when I look back at my life as a 10-year-old, I'm like, well, obviously I wasn't a Christian then because mm-hmm. I didn't know God the way I know him now. But in the mind of Nick as a 10-year-old, I- I'm sure that my relationship with God was the best it could be at that point. Mm-hmm. Totally. Right? Yeah. And so I always was kind of a Christian, and I didn't have all of these... Um, so many people in their teenage years have these complex challenges, right? Like I came from a stable home. Like my parents weren't divorced. Mm-hmm. And so for me, growth as a Christian in those in those times was um, actually growing in compassion and understanding. Mm. So I would look at someone who uh, came from a divorced home and I'd be like, why are you that way? Mm. Like, yeah. why do you struggle with mental health? That's like, you don't need to, like, just stop. Yeah. Like, it was hard to understand. It was hard for me to understand that. And so for me, growth as a Christian during those years was growing in compassion that people come from broken places and that all of us are broken. Mm-hmm. Um, those things were, were all new to me as a child. And going to going to YWAM kind of, not that I didn't have passion before, but it ignited a passion where I wanted to see people um, set free and walking into their identity as sons yeah. and daughters mm-hmm. of Jesus. That's good. And so um, I guess it's all kind of, come full circle in a sense but so like what do you with your with ywam what was like you say that like that's like where you kind of gained an empathy and you gained kind of a vision for how you want to serve god and 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 work and fellowship with his with his children Mm -hmm. um like if you were to name like a specific moment in ywam like what was that like where were those where was that aha moment like was there was there a specific event or thing or person that really pushed you or helped facilitate to get you to that mindset? See, here's the interesting thing is because I would say my whole life, even as a child, a teenager, I've been waiting for that moment <laughs> that you're explaining. <laughs> I, I would say, and, and I've, and my, my wrestle with Christianity has always been, where's my moment? Mm. Like, when is God going to come in a crystal ball and zap me onto the floor of the living room and I'm weeping in tears because, you know, God has, and I'm speaking in tongues and all this. I've been waiting. I'm still waiting for that moment. (laughs) And for me, it's been learning that every day walking with Jesus is that moment. Mm. So the moment itself, like... It's not necessarily I'm going to get zapped one day and like finally have these these big revelations. Those revelations have come. Yeah, it's just been it's been over time through a series of of uh, like I guess I guess pursuit. Yeah. Um, 
where now I, I am incredibly confident in, in my faith. But yeah, th- those little, uh, that that like quote unquote, like, oh, you know, uh, week five of at YWAM and that's when God really grabbed my heart. I, I wish I could say I had that. But even the way I, I think to bring it, I think some of that is due to my personality, the way I um, perceive things and the way that I specifically grow. God knows that. Yeah. God mm-hmm. knows that the way that he can get a hold of my heart might not necessarily be from a lightning zap from the Holy Spirit in a bottle. It might be like, I'm going to give you a little piece of this and you can figure it out. And I'm going to give you a little more of this and you can figure a little more Mm -hmm. of it out. I think that's so important for so many people to hear that it's, we get so caught up. um, And this wasn't your question of like, you know, what was the moment? Like it was more, yeah, what what was a turning point? But I'm just thinking along the lines of like, mountaintop experiences, camps, things. Totally. And just to kind of highlight how you said it's the daily relationship. It's the daily walk that over time has shaped you and has marked your life. Yeah. Rather than, you know, the, yeah, I was on the floor crying for an hour because the Lord spoke this like crazy word or whatever it is. Like I can, like I would say now, like I can be driving to work in the morning by myself and I'm like, all I have to do is think, man, God is with me and it can bring me to tears. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I would never arrive at that place if there wasn't those years of building. And God knew that, oh, you know, if I do this in this worship set, um, it might not leave to this intimacy in 10 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? That being said, my experience at YWAM, those like five or six months that I was there were incredibly critical mm. in me, like in um, growing in knowledge of who God is and his desire to pursue me. Yeah. Mm. Like, um, and, and personalizing the gospel and that, that came, that definitely came over that, that six months. And I, I obviously met my wife at that school mm. And also hmm. one of my best friends. Um, who is from Winnipeg. Who is from Winnipeg, who we didn't know each other before. And went to YWAM Nashville. YWAM Nashville. Queen it was, man. yeah. Hey, Quinn. Yeah. I love you, Quinn. <laughs> Shout out, Quinn. So I'm incredibly grateful to to the folks there at YWAM Nashville. <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you're, you're, the way you've just described that, it just kind of reminds me of a marriage. Like, like when you're in a marriage, like it's, it's not like a daily spark that keeps it going, right? Like it's it's the like the day to day choosing to continually pursue someone, to continue to be there, and you get to a place in your in your relationship where there is no expectation mm-hmm. to have to be on all the time, right. right? Like there's like this 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 trust that only comes from getting to know each other in intimate ways, and yeah. it sounds like that's what kind of God's done with you is just like the day to day getting to know each other better, getting right. to trust each other more, getting to to like pursue him for the sake of him and not for the sake of an experience. Right. And I think that's like, I think what you carry, um, Nick, is is a, a spiritual maturity yeah. that only comes from, from those who who have just sought the Father earnestly and honestly mm-hmm. with, with no like preconceived ideas or... or or um, selfish ambition from right. it, right? Like I think a lot of people try to pursue God so that they do have that aha moment, right? Mm-hmm. And then they they need those to to, to uh, keep it going, keep it going, right? To, yeah. to, to sustain themselves. But right. what God's placed inside of you, I think, and I think it's very clear to see, is just this, yeah, this maturity. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this spiritual, almost like this spiritual dad inside <laughs> of you. It's like, yeah, it's like an King assuredness. Papa. Yeah. yeah it's, like you're, what like did constant, you just say? Yeah. King Papa. Oh. King Papa. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> um, so for me, I think even again, relating it back to uh, like my personality, like my independence, I want to make a decision for myself. And so I am confident that every component of my faith, every decision I've made along the way has been my decision. Mm-hmm. And it's come f- some it's it's taken some time for me to arrive there because I definitely going into like even going to LCS and going into YWAM, I was definitely like, okay, here we go. I'm gonna get some crazy gifts. <laughs> and it's gonna God's gonna become so real that it's undeniable. And although that is true to me, um, yeah, th- those things have have definitely come over time, and I think God knew that due to my independence mm-hmm. and my desire to figure things out for myself, and like I'm such a problem solver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if God just zapped me onto the floor, I'd be like, well, like I didn't choose that. Yeah. I want to choose that mm-hmm. when when I'm ready. I'll walk into that with you, and not that that's right, because maybe that some of that isn't right, but no, I think it God's is. walking with yeah. me, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. That being said, I'm I'm open. If uh, <laughs> God wants to zap me right now and like all of a sudden I'm speaking in tugs, like sure. And if He doesn't, sure. Either way, that that doesn't change who I am or who He is. So well, I think it's a testament to how God like really knows us as His children, right? right? Like He, God is not a one size fits all. Like He He caters yeah. His tone and His His interactions with us for the sake of of our attitude or our 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 way of doing things like he he knows his kids well just like like a parent isn't going to discipline both kids the same mm. right because one kid might not do well with timeouts or might not do with affirmation or whatever right yeah, like so like 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 parents will deal with their kids differently because their kids are different and that's the same with god and how he's dealt with you mm. and i think that's really cool that you can recognize how he how he works with you be- and and to be able to like verbalize what that looks like and not right. see it as like a comparative a comparison yeah. thing and because i know for my personality if i would see people getting these crazy aha moments mm-hmm. at ywam and like mine hadn't come yet i could imagine that that would spark Frustrate, some yeah. jealousy or comparison or when oh, it does like yeah mm-hmm. i for sure like absolutely like and it's not to say that i haven't had like aha moments where something like finally clicks right or, like a right, di- right. But yeah, I just wanted to address like, you know, some of those like, I was a drug addict and I, you know, like, I always thought like my life was so boring. And you know? Jesus stopped me on the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have two brothers I still love. <laughs> uh, my parents are, are actually very similar. I used to look at them and be like, oh my goodness, like you guys are perfect. You've never struggled with anything. And I would get mad at them. I would say that to them. <laughs> and they would go, but Alex, like, why do we need to struggle with anything? Like that's, that's our testimony that God's kept us from mm. from certain things mm. and that's that's just as powerful as someone who's overcome something yes and like i think that's the same with you then like 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 yeah not God's... to say that i don't struggle with things but <laughs> no but like yeah, we, yeah. We, we all do have our struggles but like i think in christianity we like to highlight those big stories like those big like revelation stories or those big like mm-hmm. freedom stories yeah. when like Stories like this are just, in my opinion, just as powerful. Yeah. Because it's about how God's kept you safe and how mm-hmm. He's He's He built you into the secret place and He mm. He's pursued you and you've and you've stayed with Him and that is that is a 
testimony of of uh, of faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And in the family, you shared that a bit at church one Sunday. Was generational faithfulness has led to this outcome, yeah. and just your grandparents being people of God, then to your parents, and then to you, like that is a huge testimony of God's Massive. faithfulness to yeah. your family. Yeah, and I, I, that's true. And I just want to point out, like, my downfall is selfishness and pride. Um, th- those are the, those are like probably the two main components of the things that I have to let God, I wrestle with God with. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm an incredibly selfish person that I only have myself in in my in my perspective and I only care if somebody approaches me and is like, hey, I need help doing this. I have to actively work against my urge to not want to help them mm-hmm. to to start walking in love. And, and that's just I've I've been able to identify that <laughs> as selfishness. And and I think that also has a has a form of pride where like I kind of said that earlier, but um, just learning to be to be compassionate can, it is like something that I'm st- I'm still frankly learning. There's a balance to it, right? Like yeah. I would say in general, I'm a compassionate person, but yes, yeah. Because here I am thinking as your wife, how selflessly you approach our lives and like mm. serving me and serving the girls. It, but of course, this is that's your... the that's the outflow of like me actively walking yes. in what I know I'm supposed to, right. yeah. as opposed to what I feel on the inside, which is, I really don't want to do this right now. Right. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so went to YWAM. Lacey and I came back and we got married in 2014, moved back to Winnipeg, which, well, you can go on to how that impacted you when, when you share your story <laughs> in the cold. next one. <laughs> yeah, it was cold. My yeah. journal says it's a cold, dreary land. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, and yeah, we we had no plan, and and that, that I think that has been part of our story is we just have when God opens a door, we just walk through it quite frankly. Yeah. And so I took a job doing construction, and and that was a challenge. Again, I was like in the real world, out of kind of this like Christian Christian bubble, struggling with um, you know what quote unquote what to do with life, and mm-hmm. and and ultimately God led me to. Youth pastoring at Grant, which um, I did that for four years, and it was mm. an amazing season, and yeah. it was something that um, I needed to to exercise and to grow. And, and people have been from day one; people have been speaking like this, like leader destiny over me, and and so I felt like in that capacity, I could really grow mm-hmm. in at, at the church. Yeah, I, I made like deep, valuable friendships along the way and hopefully impacted a student or two and mm. but ultimately just got to love God and, and love the people of God which is which is what I love to do like yeah if I was to break down ministry in a nutshell like it's so political now you know like yeah mm-hmm. oh you know you can't do that event because you can't do a Halloween event because some parents don't like Halloween right. and you're like <laughs> doing that stuff but mm-hmm. yeah, and you're, so you're like don't oh man I don't want to get a phone call from so-and-so because we you know, had a pumpkin, had a jack-o'-lantern at our event. Right. Yeah. It gets so political, you can get bogged down with that stuff. But I think ultimately, like, I just love blessing the students and, like, hanging out with leaders and stuff and just loving on the body of Christ. Yeah. But that, um, the book, um, Letters of the Church, Alex talked about it in the last podcast. Um, 
that book was actually pivotal for me in my in my ministry ministry years. So actually, just recently, I um, felt the Lord's nudge to step down, and although that was challenging, it's been such a good job. So where I am now is, um, like Lacey and I have obviously stepped into a larger role at Birdie Break, which Mm -hmm. I am incredibly excited about, passionate about. Yes, have so much vision for what God's going to do in this community. Yeah. And um, I'm excited to lead in my ministry giftings that way. And um, I feel like spiritually, I'm in a great place. Like my walk with Jesus is every day and he knows my ins and outs. He knows when I rise and and, and when I fall. And there's there's nothing more I could ask for. My mm-hmm. um, I love my wife and she loves me. And I have two amazing daughters who, who I love deeply and, I, and I'm thankful. And I... I'm not stupid enough to um, fail to realize that what I have is a gift. Mm-hmm. And, and I every day I, I wake up thankful and um, appreciative of what, what God has done in my life. And so that that's me. <laughs> hope, awesome, I hope Nick. that sums up kind of who I am. But yeah, that that's kind of my story. And Thank you so much for sharing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nick. What yeah. is your favorite worship song right now? My favorite worship song right now is like hardly a song. This is okay. When I, this is, <laughs> what does that mean? No, because my favorite worship songs are ones that aren't songs. They're just like a worship leader's like, raw expression. Oh, like, oh, right. So, okay, like, yeah. right now, I love Fill the Room by Maverick City. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. He just like, he's just like praying and singing it, and yeah. it's together and it's not. It's not like a course, so yeah. it doesn't have like clear structure, but it's just raw. Mm. And I feel like that mimics like what I want to sing unto God. Right. <laughs> that's good. Totally. So that's my favorite worship song right now. And what is the last thing you ate? An O Donut. Yeah, thanks, yes. Dom. Producer Dom brought O Donuts to the what podcast flavor? recording. So good. <laughs> what flavor? Vanilla sprinkles. Vanilla sprinkles. The best donut in Winnipeg, obviously, is an O Donut. That's debatable. No, it's not I agree. debatable. Yes, it is debatable. <laughs> There's literally three places you can get donuts. Bronuts. Bronuts. Yeah. I love bronuts. Oh. I will go to bronuts before I go to old donuts any day, but I love them both. Maybe like <laughs> Safeway Bakery has a good donut option. I don't you know. You know what? 7 Eleven, their donuts actually, are yeah. actually really good. The vanilla dip. <laughs> they Apple have from them, Seb? I swear. It slaps. Slaps. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what is your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure is. When I see a commercial that has like a piece of pizza that's like string cheese, like that goes, I will order, or like a big juicy Wendy's burger, I will order that food immediately. Immediately. <laughs> like immediately. Or I'll like be like, oh man, that baconator looks so good. Wow. I will like get in the car, go buy the baconator. Impulse, <laughs> impulse control. Impulse no, I like, not out of like, I need it now, but I'm like, man. Inspiration. Yeah, I'm like, that looks so good. Like, they've got right. me hook, line, and sinker. That. People are, who are like, I don't know who commercials work for. Like, I'm the guy. Yeah, that's so true. That's really funny. Not, I don't always do that, but like, Little Caesars commercials, I'm like, man, that deep and delicious looks oh, so yeah, good looks right so now. Oh, yeah, it looks so good. <laughs> it's very true. Okay, what's your favorite TV show? Right now? Ever. Ever. <laughs> all time. <laughs> of all time. Make it harder. I have two, kind of. The first okay. one, Community. Oh. I love Community. <laughs> that is a- It is my favorite TV show of all time. 
Mm. And then, but I, one that teeters on the line is something that less people might know. Um, it's like a Netflix original, Dark. Have you guys seen that? Yes. Well, I know you've seen it, Alex. I've like I've I've seen the commercial for it, but I haven't actually watched it. It is so good. It's like a th- it it's the only TV show with a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Season two. Season two. Season oh. two has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. What's it about? Oh, it's so dark. trippy. It's dark. It's dark. It's not dark. But it's literally <laughs> it, called dark. It, it literally is dark, but it's not dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's about. Uh, it's got like some time travel and like oh, it, nice. it it like confuses. It's about like this town that has time travel within it, and there's some like alternate realities and stuff. Interesting. And it's got like a thriller component where it's like kind of creepy. Yes. Um, the trailer on Netflix makes it look super creepy. It's not that creepy. Okay. I think the first few episodes are right. Yeah, and because then... there's a mystery involved. But right. once you know the mystery, um, it's a little interesting. Less. Yeah. But oh, there you go. Yeah. If you want to go check out Dark, it's amazing. And what is your dream vacay? That's a good question. My dream vacation? Mm, I don't know. There, I'm, okay, I got two modes. One mode is like I want to like hike Mount Everest yeah, or like something yeah. of that nature. Like do like the crazy typical adventure, whatever. Go to New Zealand and backpack the whole country in a, six months. Nice. Yeah. Or... I just want to like vibe on a beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, really give me an all-inclusive resort, like, yeah, you know, chilling on a beach. Love it. Nice. Some ice cream. What is a book or a podcast that you would recommend to the people listening? Um, if you're listening right now and you have not read Garden City, I would recommend going to read that. It that book has helped shape and define most of my adult life mm. as far as um the work-life balance um or if you're into like um home renovations <laughs> it's very niche <laughs> i don't know if people here are into home real renos estate? go check out a podcast called bigger pockets they um talk about real estate and like renovations and stuff Ooh. and i'm super into that <laughs> so good thanks so much for sharing your testimony today yeah i know it's gonna be a huge blessing to those listening all right guys See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bread We Break podcast. We exist to lift high the name of Jesus in worship, remember him constantly in communion, and unite his church in fellowship. As we journey together on common ground, we discover the fullness of the Father and grow in outpouring devotion. Find us at breadwebreak.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Share, like, and subscribe.